Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Smith. No matter what goal you're working towards, I hope to show you that Chasing Health does not have to be a difficult or scary ordeal. Join me and my guests as we talk about all things related to becoming a best version of yourself, whether that's through nutrition, fitness, mindset, or life topics in general, we've got you covered. All right, let's not waste any more time and dive right into the show. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. Glad to have you back for another week. Gosh, how is it almost the end of September? Can someone answer that for me? Because I feel like we just started this year. I don't know. And maybe it's just because so much has happened in my life in the past few months. Maybe that's a little bit to do with it. But it just seems like this whole entire year has just flown by. Or even just the past few years have just been a blur, to be completely honest with you. Um, but guys, I've got a really interesting episode for you today. It's going to be another solo episode. And this one's more about the do's and don'ts of fat loss. And this this kind of arised after, you know, we're... we're as of today, I'm recording on the 29th, we are about 10 days into our Jumpstart Challenge. And there's been a lot of things that have come up either in the Telegram group chat that we've had or in the Facebook group. And just a lot of things have been coming up recently that I wanted to address. And, I've, and, I, and I have addressed them inside of those places when people address the questions, but just the common themes and things that I've noticed. And I, I wanted to come on here today and just talk more about like some things that I've noticed that people are maybe focusing on the things they shouldn't, right? Like we're focused on all the little things that really don't matter that much. And we're just completely missing out on the big things. You know, like what's the saying? Like, you know, we're, we're stepping, we're stepping on dollar bills the, so we can reach a quarter or whatever the saying goes, probably butchering that. But you guys get what I'm saying, right? Um, but we do have a lot of guests coming up in the Facebook group here soon in the next few weeks. We just had Nick Ross on um, last week. If you guys have not heard him speak, you're definitely missing out. Definitely go check that live out inside the group. He's also been on the podcast a few episodes back. Um, you know, I can even link that one in the show notes as well, or you can just reach out to me and I can send that over to you. Be happy to. Um, Nick's a great guy. He shared his story and shared a lot about mindset and we dove into all that. I have another guest coming on tonight, Hannah Burns. A good friend of mine, another coach in the space, and we got two more guests lined up for the next two weeks. Really excited for this. Also, speaking of guests, I have a very special guest coming on the podcast actually in a couple of weeks. Um, one that I would have never imagined in a million years. Like on the Chasing Health podcast, one of the biggest names in this industry. Um, you know, I, I I always say that, but I, and I feel like there's a few different coaches that I could like put that you know put that label onto and then there's like you know, people are like oh, i've never heard of this person i'm like do you live under a rock <laughs> but i i i think a lot of it does just kind of come down to like you know who who what kind of content you like to watch when it comes to health fitness and nutrition and all that stuff but this but this guest that i'm having on my podcast in a couple of weeks he's coming on like in the middle of look i already gave it away and said he well there's a hint for you um he's coming out he's coming on the show in a couple of weeks towards like the middle of october so really excited to have him on and can't wait to spill the beans on that one we'll see if i can keep it in a lot of my group members are probably laughing right now because they know that i suck at keeping secrets i i have told a couple people i'll be honest i have i have told a few close close people um, some members of my team and such, but then that's about it. But the rest of you guys are, are going to have to wait, but if you have any guesses, let me know. Or if you want to see anybody on the show, let me know. We'll see what we can make happen. Right. And then other than that, guys, we do have, um, potentially a podcast break coming up 
at the end of next month. I'm not too sure just yet. Um, I might try to pre-record a couple episodes in advance, but um, if you have heard the past couple episodes, I know I've mentioned that my good friend Maddie Haberlein and her husband and myself and our and her coach and my friend Brevin Jandrew, um, they've both been on the podcast. Um, we're all going to Australia, so Maddie is competing in the um, World Powerlifting Competition. We are beyond excited to go with her, and we're going to be going to Australia with her. So. Really looking forward to that. We'll be down there for about 16 days, and I'm definitely not taking my podcasting equipment down there just because it's just too much to worry about trying to haul all that down there. Um, but with that being said, I might take either a two to three pod, two to three week podcast break, or who knows? You know, I, I might try to pre-record some ahead of time and then get ahead of it. That way, I can go ahead and schedule them out for while we're gone. But we will see. You know, I, I I feel like podcasts are supposed to have like seasons, and I just like <laughs> I know like some people have like specific like the every year's a season or every like quarter's a season or whatever it may be. But and my mind just kind of like just keep rolling every time I go to um, Anchor, which is where I like launch my podcast from. It always asks you know like what season's this? I always put one. I'm like I guess at some point it's supposed to have a season two. I don't know. So maybe I'll take a season break at the end of the month, and then I don't know. We'll see. But just kind of found that out there. But We'll see what happens. Speaking of powerlifting, though, um, I did I just kind of like want to also just like kind of like just give you guys a quick update. And, you know, I promise I'm going to dive into all the information here in just a moment. I'm doing a lot of rambling here, but it's really exciting, though. You know, and I feel like you guys also not only do you come to learn a lot, but, you know, I, I think some people actually come because they you know enjoy hearing from me and how my journey's been, you know. And I have been doing powerlifting now for about two to three ish months or so. And things are going great. Just hit a new squat PR last um, evening, uh, 300 pounds on a high bar back squat. Felt really, really good. Definitely felt heavy, but felt really good. Um, last week, I hit a new PR for my deadlift, 365 pounds. And then I also, um, technically it's a PR, even though I was shooting for three reps of a bench press. Um, I was only able to get two, but I did 180 pound bench press for two reps, filled the third um, definitely one of those moments where you have that, like that, oh shit, butt clench moment <laughs> when you're like, I hope I don't drop this bar on my head or on my neck or anything like that. Yes. I didn't have a spotter and all that stuff, but I had like the safety mechanisms and all that in place. So I was able to just like drop it and not get injured at all. All good. But I've come to realize to the point where I'm like, I'm going to start getting a spotter more often because <laughs> I'm getting to that point where I'm really testing myself. So, but other than that, guys, let's roll on with the rest of the show. The do's and don'ts of fat loss. I'm gonna start with the don'ts, and you know some of these. And guys, I'll be completely honest with you. I've really just bulleted a list down through here, so I have no clue how much I'm gonna get into with each of these topics, or what I'm gonna talk about. I might get into a rabbit hole here or there. We'll just see what happens. But we're gonna roll with it and have a good time with it. All right. So things you don't have to do for fat loss. You don't have to be on a specific diet that has a name tied to it. How often do you? Say I'm going to start a diet and you automatically think, all right, what diet am I going to do? And you're like looking through all the catalog of diets in your head. You know, oh, there's Weight Watchers, there's Paleo, there's intermittent fasting, there's Whole30, there's a Mediterranean diet, there's this, there's that, there's this, there's that. But it's like, why do we have, why do we, since when do we feel like we have to put a name to our diet? Most of the time, guys, if you're putting a name to your diet, it's probably not going to be sustainable. Your diet should be your lifestyle, right? Don't feel like you have to put a name to something and and put yourself in a box that you don't fit into. Stop choosing the cookie cutter plans and find something that's going to work best for you. 
So definitely just like when you're, when you're starting out with something, yes, you might use some principles. You know, I've, I have a couple of episodes back, I've talked about my dieting attempts in the in my background and the things that I learned from each of my failed dieting attempts. Yes, you can use those when you construct your new lifestyle and your new diet. And I'm using like, there's nothing also, let me just kind of, and again, I'm already kind of going down rabbit holes here, so bear with me. But when I say diets, a lot of times, diet has a very bad connotation to it. But, you know, people say, oh, no, it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle. And a diet is just what you're eating. When I say diet, I just mean it's what you're eating on a daily basis. What kind of foods are you having? How much of that food are you having? That is a diet. A diet does not always mean some type of fad diet, something with a name to it. So if you hear me use that word, I'm not using it as the phrase of like Weight Watchers or Paleo paleo or Whole30 or something like that, all right? But find a diet that's going to work with your lifestyle, your plan, your routine, your schedule, your stressors, your preferences, how you like to eat, when you like to eat, what you like to eat, all of those things, all right? Also, you don't have to cut out your favorite foods or food groups or drop your calories super low. You should not be cutting out cookies if you love cookies. Like, guys, like, tell me how you manage to sustain something that you hate. If you were eating all the foods that you don't like, if I, you know, if I say, hey, go, you know, you have to have tilapia, broccoli, and brown rice for lunch, and you don't like tilapia and brown rice and broccoli, you're probably going to say, screw you, and I'm going to go do my own thing and then end up grabbing like McDonald's for the drive-thru, right? Or if I say, hey, you're not allowed to have chocolate chip cookies anymore, you may stick with that for a couple of days, but let's be honest, after a while, you're going to be like, uh, screw you, I'm going to have the cookies, and now I'm off my diet, so just heck with it all, right? So do not cut out your favorite foods. This is just going to lead more to that restriction mindset, that scarcity mindset, you don't have to cut out food groups, or you don't have to like do low fat or low carb, things like that. And don't drop your calories super low. Like, guys, you should have your calories, you know, at a low enough point to be in a deficit. But if you are dropping your calories to 1,200 calories a day, that's probably a sign that we need to change something else. Something's not working out there. All right, next, you don't have to have a perfect morning or bedtime routine. Hmm. Bet you didn't hear that one coming, did you? And there's probably somebody that's like, what? No. Everyone always says you have to have your perfect morning routine, meditation, prayer, you know, going to read, drinking your coffee, going for your walk, stretching, this, that, this, that. No. And guys, listen, I am not saying that having a routine of some sort is bad for you. And I'm not even saying that a bedtime or a morning routine is bad for you at all. But it don't stress the perfection around this. If your morning routine or your bedtime routine is causing you stress because you can't get it all done, you feel like you're cutting back on your time when you could be productive doing something else, it's probably not benefiting you. You know, I I had um, Ebenezer Samuel, um, the director of Men's Health Magazine, uh, the fitness director of Men's Health Magazine, I should say, on the podcast a while back. And he mentioned something that I really liked. He's like, you know, all these like different types of recovery and things like that. You know, like the massage guns and like the ice baths and the saunas and all the different, you name all these different, like the, comp the compression stockings and all these things that people encourage for recovery. He's like, yeah, they're great. But if you're rushing around trying to do all these things with the limited time that you have, chances are you're probably just stressing yourself out more than you are actually recovering. So 
All that being said, yes, I think you should have some sort of routine, but it does not have to be an hour, two hour long routine every single day. Like guys, I'll be honest, like I've tried having the big morning routine when, you know, it was like, get up, go meditate, burn some incense, read for a little bit, put on, you know, while, while light by candle side or have a lit candle, like, and like, you know, some deep breathing and all these things. It was like an hour, hour and a half long routine every single morning, even before, like I would go to work as a nurse, like in the morning, I'd get up an extra hour early to go do all of these things. And I just realized it was causing me more stress because I wasn't getting as much sleep as I should be. That's an extra hour of sleep that's going to do me a lot more good than all these other things. Again, I'm not bashing these things. These things are good. But if you are cutting out on your sleep just so you can do some meditation or some breath work, just might need to make some adjustments. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Now, my morning routine is I get up, I go brew some coffee, I drink my coffee. I usually read a little bit out of a book that I'm reading. Um, I actually just started a new book today. Um, gosh, I'm going to mess up the name. I think it's The, the Mountain Is You. It's a book on self-sabotage that one of my um, past clients um, recommended to me. So just started that. Um, really excited to dive in more into that. But anyways, I, I read a little bit, usually like a chapter, maybe a half hour or so, whatever it is. And then I get right to work. Like I, or I have my breakfast normally after that and then I get right to work. So again, you don't have to stretch it out a lot. Just have some sort of routine. But the main thing is, don't feel like you have to stress yourself out with this. Next, you don't have to walk 10,000 steps. Now, again, and and I know some of these things that you guys are like, what? What? I I have to get my steps in. Yes, get your steps in. It's going to make it a thousand times easier for fat loss if you have enough steps in. But this arbitrary number of 10,000 steps is not that super important, guys. Like, if you are only getting 3,000 steps a day right now, why are we all of a sudden going to say, all right, let's increase your steps by 7,000 overnight? That's not feasible. It's just going to set yourself up for success or um, for failure, excuse me, because you're going to feel like you aren't being successful by not reaching that goal all the time, right? So find out where you're at now. You know, if you're getting 3,000 steps right now, let's shoot for four. Let's then let's shoot for five. Then let's shoot for six. Work your way up over time. But I say, you know, anywhere from like seven to 8,000 steps plus is a great point to be at, especially in fat loss. You know, especially if you're in a fat loss phase, okay, maybe then we'll lean up more towards like the eight to nine to 10,000 steps per day, but you don't feel like you have to get 10,000 steps every single day, all right? Again, it's important. Don't read it the wrong way. I'm just explaining that don't look at these arbitrary numbers as if they are like facts, right? Next, you don't have to do a detox or anything extreme if you eat a bunch of junk one day or even a longer period of time. How many times have you gotten back from like, let's say vacation, something like that, and you're just like, oh man, I am just feeling bloated. I don't feel very good. I hate a ton of trash. I drink a lot of alcohol. And you just, you're like, I just want to feel like I need to do a reset. I need to do a detox of some sort. I need to, I need to get my body working again in the right direction. Don't. Your liver does that for you. It detoxes your body for you. And if you say like, oh, I need, it, it's not working right. Okay. Then that's a doctor issue not a juice cleanse detox issue, okay? <laughs> Completely different. So go check it out with your doctor if your liver's not working right. And the extremes, like guys, if you have a day or even a week that you feel like you just completely went off the rails, there's no point in trying to restrict yourself or go do extra cardio or feel like you have to cut back your calories really extreme for one day. Just return back to normal. 
There is no progress lost if you just return right back to normal. You are you are one meal away from being right back on track. Your very next bite could be right on track. Don't stress. Don't overthink it. Just get right back on track. All right. Next, you don't have to have cheat days. I'm not, I'm, guys, I'm not a fan of cheat days. I'll be completely honest with you. And here's why. Let me ask you this. When you when when I say cheating, what pops in your head? You know, probably relationship. All right, cheating cheating on your husband or your or wife or your spouse. Okay, what about cheating on a test? What about cheating the system? You know, like taxes or whatever it may be. All these things have negative connotations, right? So when we say we're cheating on our diet, we are saying we are doing something bad. We are telling our brain, this is wrong. I shouldn't be doing this because I'm cheating it. So all of a sudden, now you're going to think that you're doing something wrong. You shouldn't be doing this. And you're going to lead into more guilt. What I encourage you to do is enjoy the foods you love in moderation. Eat and the majority of your foods. I always say the 80-20 rule. The majority of your foods should come from nutritious, high-quality foods. You know, your fruits, vegetables, lean meats, you know, grains, things like that. Then that 20% can be the foods you really like. You know, the tacos, the pizza, the ice cream, the cake, the whatever it may be that you really enjoy, that can be that 20%. But don't feel like you have to take a cheat day because in a lot of times, guys, also this leads down to a nasty spiral. Cheat meal turns to a cheat day. To a cheat day turns to a cheat couple of days, then a couple, then a cheat week, then a cheat month. And then it's just like, well, screw it. I've been off my diet for a month now. I'm just off of it completely. Don't do that, all right? Just enjoy the food you love and keep on going. And don't look at it as a cheat. If you want to have a, if you are going to a, like, I don't know, like, like your kid's graduation party and there's a lot of really good food there, don't say I'm taking a cheat day so I can have, you know, the graduation cake and all the other good food there. It's your kid's graduation party or like Thanksgiving or things like that. Like those are not cheat days. Enjoy the food and keep moving. No progress is lost. All right. Next, you don't have to be super sore or sweaty from working out. That's a really big misconception as well, guys, is people feel like you have to be sweaty or sore, or, you know, or it's it, or it didn't count. I can promise you guys, most of my workouts nowadays, sure, I may sweat, but I may not be super sore afterwards. And some, I may not even sweat that much. You know, if I'm lifting a lot of really heavy weight, then maybe so. But not all the time. And that doesn't mean I didn't have a good workout. You know, I do think you need to push yourself hard enough in the gym, but it shouldn't be the point where you're feeling like you're dead laying over on the floor after your workout, right? And don't focus on burning calories working out. And, and I say this for two reasons, two big reasons at least. One, the the trackers that you're using to burn your calories, or excuse me, the trackers that are telling you how many calories you're burning from your workout can be hugely inaccurate, as much as 50% off. So one, they're already wrong in the very beginning. And secondly, it just creates a very nasty relationship between exercise and food. You're pretty much telling your brain, hey, the more I go run on the treadmill, the more food I can eat. Not the greatest way to look at this, okay? Focus on your nutrition and use exercise and strength training as a supplement to that, all right? And speaking of supplements, you don't take supplements. Guys, when I say supplements, when I yes, I do take supplements, but it's all the boring things. I take vitamin D3. I take fish oil, I take a multivitamin, and I take, I'm looking over at my little supplement stack now, 
fish oil. Oh, and creatine, excuse me. Creatine, fish oil, multivitamin, vitamin D3. Those are the four things that I take every day. It's the boring ones. They're not the sexy ones like the fat burner or the carb blocker, the keto bomb blocker, whatever the <laughs> what other supplements they have come out with nowadays. You but but even the ones that I'm taking, guys, they aren't required for fat loss. You can lose weight without taking a single supplement at all. All right. So don't don't fall victim to all the schemes out there, the diet pills, the fat loss pills, whatever it may be, the carb blockers, the keto, the ketosis, like ketone drinks and all these things like guys, they're just you're you might as well just throw your money into the trash. You'll get the same results. All right. Next, you don't have to eat less and move more. That's a really, really common saying. Oh, just eat less, move more, eat less, move more. Yes, that is true to a small point. And for some people, yes, we need to eat a little less and we need to move a little more. I agree with that 100%, okay? But that's not helping the majority of people. We need to make sure we're eating enough. Maybe we're under eating. Maybe we're overeating. We need to eat enough to reach our goals and we need to move enough, this doesn't mean a thousand calorie diet with five hours of cardio every day. All right. Next, you don't have to eat breakfast. And I think that, you know, how many, how many times have you guys heard like, you know, oh, well, breakfast is the most important meal of the day, right? And and yes, breakfast is good. And I, and I, I love breakfast. Don't get me wrong. You know, I, I've tried intermittent fasting in the past and I was not a fan of it because I like breakfast too much. <laughs> and this is also before I knew what a calorie deficit was. But you do not have to eat breakfast to be successful. I know a lot of people that will intermittent fast and will do and they'll do it for just reasons of that's their eating schedule they prefer. I do sometimes. I don't do it for fat loss. Just sometimes I find it better that if I push my first meal out a little bit later in the morning, like 10, 11 o'clock or so, that I just do better. I'm, I'm, because sometimes you know I jokingly say once I you know turn on the car you know get the engine running then the engine never stops that hunger right, and then I'm just hungry as soon as that you know if I eat at five o'clock in the morning then I'm gonna be start being hungry much sooner throughout the day and more throughout the day. That's just me personally. That may not be for you or anybody else, but there's some mornings when I just I'm busy and I'm working on other things and I just don't want to have breakfast right away. So I'll just push that meal back or maybe I'll wait until lunchtime to eat. That's just my preference. Again, not for fat loss. It's just my preference. You don't have to count all three macros. You know, a lot of people say you count calories, count macros. What do you do? You know, so I say in the very beginning, when you're just starting to learn how to track, I would just focus on calories right now. Then let's add in a protein goal. So for example, the jumpstart participants in the challenge that we're running, the first week we assigned a calorie goal. The second week, we also added in a protein goal. And if you're wondering how much protein you need to have, take your body weight in pounds, multiply that by 0.7 to 1.0, whatever, in between that range there. That's how many grams you should be having each day. I'm just throwing that random out, random fact out there for anyone who needs to know it. But carbs and fats really don't matter that much when it comes to fat loss. The carb to fat ratio does not matter. Maybe for some people, but for the majority of people, the carb to fat ratio will not matter. So just focus on your getting enough protein in and hitting your calorie goal. All right. Next, you don't have to eat small frequent meals 
to quote unquote, keep your metabolism burning throughout the day. It's not true again. I do encourage some sort of meal structure throughout your day, you know, having meals around the same time each day, but you don't, don't feel like you have to eat, you know, two to 300 calories meals all throughout your day. And actually that can be a lot of times it can make it harder. And a lot of times it can actually make it harder because now you're not ever getting really full. When I was really struggling with binge eating for a while, my, and and it was actually while I was at work, I was like taking just like snacks to eat on throughout the day. And my coach recommended to me, he's like, why don't we try switching to three meals a day and just those three meals, no snacks in between. And when I made that transition, it really did help. And the way he explained it to me is like, you're, you're filling up a little bit, but you're never getting full. He's like, you're every time that you feel like you need to, you get that hunger. So you, every time you get that sense of hunger, you begin to eat, but you never really satisfy it 100%, right? You never actually fill up. It's just like putting a couple drops in the bucket and then walking away. You know, you're like, you're, you're still a little bit hungry, but you just keep going until the next time you just top it off just a little bit more and just a little bit more. And you just do that all throughout the day. So you're never really satisfying that hunger, Right. So that's one thing that I started doing was just having bigger meals three times a day. The last one I put on my list was you don't have to do hours of cardio. Yes, cardio is important. Endurance is important. All these things are great for heart health, but please do not feel like you have to go jump on the treadmill for two to three hours every single day or the elliptical or any of these things just to burn off a ton of calories in order to help you lose weight. It's not necessary. Nutrition is the driver for fat loss. Exercise is just a supplement. All right. All right. So those are all the don'ts of fat loss. Let's run through some do's. And some of these are just going to be kind of like the opposite. So I'm not going to like really like drill into a lot of these, but let's dive into what are some things that you should do for fat loss. Number one is create awareness in one way or another, whether it is tracking your calories or macros, like I mentioned earlier. Or maybe you're not ready to do that. Okay, how about let's just write everything down you eat or drink. Or how about we take photos of the things you're eating? Just keep track of your intake in one way or another. Next is do eat as much as you can to still lose weight. If you if your maintenance calories are around like 2,500 calories, and random numbers here, so don't take these to heart, but if your maintenance calories is about 2,500 calories, and you can lose weight at 2,200 calories, fantastic. Do that. Will you lose weight faster at 1,200 calories? Absolutely. But only for an extended period of time and your adherence and consistency are probably also going to slip as well. So I encourage you, keep your calories up as high as you can so you can still see results. Remember, a half a pound is still incredible progress. And also remember... There are going to be many weeks when you don't see any weight loss difference at all. And that's also normal. We call these plateaus, but they're not plateaus. They are a part of the process. You're going to have weeks when you feel like you're not making any progress at all. That's okay. Keep going. If it was working the week before and it didn't work the next week, it doesn't mean that it's not working anymore at all. Sometimes it just takes another week, another week of consistency and then you'll start going again. So don't change up everything just when you think you've hit a plateau. 
and try to keep your calories as high as you can. You can always drop down a little bit more if you need to. After listening, you know, let's say you're at the 2,300 calories and you've been there for about four, five, six weeks, and then you really notice like two to three weeks of no change. And, and, and your adherence is on point, your consistency is on point. Okay, then maybe let's drop calories a little bit, but only after you've asked yourself how consistent you've been. Next, make sure you're in the right headspace first before trying the diet. This is actually the first, we have three phases in my program that we run with our one-on-one coaching clients. And it's called the Strong Foundation Program. And basically we look at it as like remodeling a house and it all starts with that foundation. We need to fix your foundation first. Is your foundation broke? Is it leaking? Is it weak? Nothing built on a weak foundation ever lasts. And so if we don't fix that first and get your headspace in the right spot, you're just going to self-sabotage later on and gain the weight back. So let's address that first before we go into dieting phase. Next, I already kind of mentioned this a little bit, so I'm just going to just kind of glaze over it, but eat a consistent meal schedule the best you can. Try to stick to roughly the same time. I'm not saying you have to eat at 534 every single night for dinner. <laughs> that doesn't be that exact. But eat, if you're normally eating around 5.30, all right, anywhere from 5 to 6. Just try to do the best you can. Yes, life's going to come up. Yes, there's going to be ball games out with the kids or there's going to be, you know, getting stuck in traffic or whatever, or just don't have time to eat for because of work or whatever it may be. There's gonna, those things are going to happen. It's fine. But focus on consistently consistency. Next is lift weights. Yes, like I said, cardio can, has its importance as well. But lifting weights, strength training, building up your metabolism, your body will burn more calories the more lean muscle mass it has on it, all right? So the more lean muscle mass it has and the more you're able to build throughout the years, months and years, then the more calories it's going to burn in the long run, the higher your maintenance calories are going to be. The easier, remember, I'm going to point to that point, aka the easier it's going to be to lose the weight, all right. As far as strength training goes, three to four days a week is great. If you can only do one, fantastic. You can only do two, fantastic. I like to shoot anywhere from three to four. If you're having to train or you think you have to train five to six to seven days a week, let's take a look at your plan because it probably means you're not working out hard enough and not intensity wise. Please don't take that as like you're not doing enough. You probably are. You're just probably do, maybe not doing some of the right things to really work the muscles the way we want to. And if that, if that doesn't make sense and you want some more clarification on that and have questions about that, just let me know. I'd be happy to talk more about that. But if you feel like you have to work out six to seven days a week and you're not giving your chance to self to recover, there might be something else going on. Next, sleep seven plus hours a night. And both quantity and quality are both important here. You know, granted, there's, a, there's always the, you know, I understand there's gonna be times when you have to get up earlier. There's gonna be times you have to stay up later. But try to focus on some consistency here. Try to get in some better, higher quality sleep for yourself, which will really help in the long run. Get in your micronutrients and fiber. You know, your vitamins, your minerals, your colorful foods. Get in your fiber for good poops and gut health and all that stuff. Eat balanced meals. All macros are important. Carbs, fats, proteins all have their roles. So try to include each of these into your meals throughout the day. Go for a walk each day. I know I said earlier 10,000 steps wasn't important, but I, that doesn't mean walking's not important. 
Walking is probably, it is the most underrated aspect for weight loss. Go get your walks in. Throw on a podcast, throw on an audiobook, throw on, I mean, many of you guys may be on a walk right now listening to this, but you are, shout out to you. You know, go get outside, get in some nature, even on the treadmill if you have to, but you know, it's better if you can get outside and do some walking, take your dog for a walk, take a friend for a walk, <laughs> but find a time of your day where you can go for at least just a 10, 15 minute walk would be great. Next, be grateful, celebrate all of your wins and focus on the positive. Remove the negative Debbie Downers from your life. Like we need to be grateful for what we're capable of, grateful for what our body can do for us. Being grateful you woke up this morning, right? Celebrate every single win throughout this process. If you are constantly beating yourself up and only looking at like the scale or something like that for your measuring your progress, it's going to be a really long journey or really short because you're probably going to get up a lot sooner. Next, diet through phases. We shouldn't be dieting all year long, guys. We should have maintenance periods, diet breaks, times for our body to build its metabolism back up and give yourself a mental break from dieting. I've talked about this in other podcasts. I'm not going to go into a ton of detail about this. And I've also done live trainings in the Facebook group about it. But you should diet through phases. Next, drink your water. I mean, water is important. We just we just did a challenge um, yesterday, I believe it was, in the Facebook group about you know everyone posts their water bottles and like how they're getting more water in and it, and guys like it's not going to be like the make or break thing. Like it's not going to be like the thing that helps you lose all the weight or the thing that causes you not to lose the weight. But water definitely has its importance as well. And then lastly, realize that we're all human and we're gonna struggle sometimes. Like that's okay. I think that's another big misconception is people feel like, oh no, if I struggle, then I'm, I'm failing. I'm not doing something right, but it's okay to struggle. That's going to happen. It's not the bad day itself that impacts your journey. It's how you react to that day. All right. Well, guys, that is all I have for the do's and don'ts of fat loss. Be curious if I left anything out, be sure to let me know. I try to keep this one somewhat condensed. I know I covered a lot, but I didn't want to go into each of these in too much detail. But if you have any questions about any of these things, you guys know where to find me on any of my social media. You can message me. You can shoot me an email. All that information is down into the show notes. Feel free to reach out anytime. Happy to help. Hope you guys found this helpful. And if you did, only thing I ever ask of you guys, you know, I, I make no money off this podcast. I do this purely just for helping you guys as much as I can because I really enjoy coming on here and talking and giving more detail than I can in you know, a quick Instagram post, you know, 2200 characters or a Twitter post or Facebook live video. I, I like to come in here and explain a lot more detail and I don't make any money off this. So my only request for you guys is if you want to pay it forward is go leave me a rating review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, excuse me, Apple Podcasts is iTunes. Ooh, it's getting late in the day. <laughs> um, Apple or Spotify, go leave me a rating review would mean a ton to me. Guys, don't understand how much that really does help me in my business and for the podcast itself because I want the Chasing Health Podcast to be the best of the best and it's all because of you guys and your support. So really can't thank you enough for all that. But that's all I have for today, guys. Have a fantastic rest of your week and I will talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. 
Once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. I greatly appreciate you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, you can help me by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps me become more visible to others. Also, share this episode with friends or family and take a screenshot of the episode and upload it to your stories. Be sure to tag me and my guests so we can be sure to say thank you. If you ever have any questions or feedback about something covered on the show, you're always welcome to send me a message. You can find me on Instagram at changing underscore chase. Have a great day, guys. And remember, you matter.